Thank you, and uh, thank you for, for your talk. It's interesting to see that sort of uh, academic rigour being applied to a programme. Um, my question, I, I suspect, is probably more directed to Ava. Um, there is now, I don't know how the timing has, has tied in with, with what you're doing, but there is a resource on veterinary evidence for, uh, to assist with the training of, of EBVM and, and development of knowledge summaries. Um, and I know that uh, vets now uh, have had a significant involvement with the uh, RCVS certificate um, in terms of uh, ICC. And, and we do now also just have a, uh, a new module um, for, that, for the certificate in evidence-based veterinary medicine. So uh, my question really is, uh, first of all, with regard to the... Um, teaching modules on the on the uh, veterinary evidence site were they available and did you find them a useful resource and then secondly uh, I know the EBVM uh, module of the CERT ABP has only just become available so it wouldn't have been relevant but do you think that, that tying in this to a cert certificate credits would um, both help to provide a structure uh, in future, and, and maybe an additional <coughs> motivation in terms of actually giving a, a pause whilst Jackie quietly dies next to me. And no, no need for a Heimlich procedure. Or, so um, you had two questions. So uh, one yeah, is about so, whether or not we found the the evidence website to be useful. And yes, specifically it, the the, 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 the modules. Ask, appraise, yeah. answer, audit the. And we were available, aware of that. That was launched last October. It is a nice place to start if you want to learn how to read a paper. And if you have a very answerable question. The issues are twofold. Reading a paper is just one little piece of doing a project and I accept the fact that we were really doing more uh, clinical research projects rather than an EBVM skill but we took that approach to, to integrate those EBVM skills under one umbrella and also because we are clinicians and so that, that website is a great start, but it, it's only a start. If I were going to build that website, I'd put a module on it about how to, uh, how to use a pivot table, <laughs> how to sort out a spreadsheet, uh, how to use Mendeley uh, uh, as a reference manager, and, and all the other software that's up there. Simple, simple crap like sharing files and keeping the versions synchronized. Is, is a major obstacle. Your second question was, do I think uh, there's a role for the certificate? Well, to, there, to, there, to there is now a module in EBVM, yeah. so what I'm saying is, do you think that that would act as both helping to provide a structure and also provide a, an incentive, yeah. an additional incentive in terms of academic credits yeah. to people doing this sort of work in future? Yeah, there's, there's no doubt that the people uh, that want to do these things are, are highly motivated and uh, it's wonderful to, to get a piece of paper that says, I did this. And um, 
one of the things that's become very clear is is that it's okay to do this in your own time. But if you religiously sat down and spent two hours every Thursday night for the entire year, that would add up to two and a half weeks, full-time equivalent. And so it's important, and you know, if I'd realized that 18 months ago, it would have been better. Think of what you think you could get done in two and a half weeks and scale it down. So, other questions? So I haven't got a question, I've got a comment. Um, there now is an ethical review committee being set up by the Royal College, yes. and I just wanted to make sure that everybody in the room knows that, um, because it was something that we've campaigned to have set up for quite a few years now. And the only problem is it isn't really being used very much, and so it was set up initially for with a one-year trial, and um, they have not had any formal, they've had some informal input or yeah, requests, but nothing formal. And I'm a little bit worried um, that if we don't use it, we'll lose it. Yeah. We so have, I, we I have think it's one, really important. And, and I appreciate that, but it only launched really in September of this year. And um, we have one application in its final draft. Um, I just a question there over here. The, uh, one of your slides was that your, one of your, stu your student feedback was that I can answer a question that I don't want to ask the question, but the question I really want to ask, I can't find the answer. That, that's, to my mind, that's the beauty of what research is all about. Uh, I just wondered if you could unpack that a little bit, just to say, well, what sort of questions were they struggling with? Was it a skill gap in able, unable to answer the question that you filled in some way through your course or through helping them? Let me just let me just answer the little one and then hand over to Ava if she wants to make a comment. Yeah, I, I'd agree. You know, if, if, you were doing a, if you were doing a research master's or a research doctorate, that's a fantastic situation for someone to come in the first year or two. But at some, time, some point, they have, even they have to focus on what they're actually doing. They can't just fluff around for it. You can't fluff around forever. But if you're doing a 12-month continuing professional development program, where you've got, let's say, two hours a week or three hours a week, whatever you've got available to you, then that might be a very... Uh, that, the, 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 I've got a question to, the, to start with. I've got a question I want to answer is a great starting point. Um, but it's essential if you're going, if you're going to have a if you're going to have a positive experience, I think, overall and get some outcomes out of that project. That the, one of the facilitation skills is to say, that's a fantastic question, but it's too big for what we're doing right now. So let's look at that as a pie, just as a metaphor of a cake or a pie. So which slice of that would you like to do in this professional development program? Because that's what's achievable without telling you, negotiate that through rather than, you know, saying which part, let's talk about which part we can do given the available time and resources that you've got for this particular project and then let's expand that out to those because that's a, that's a relatively standard approach with any postgraduate student in, a, in any area. You want them to come with a sense of inquiry. You want them to come with an answer. Uh, sorry, you want them to come with a question, not an answer. 
But sometimes the question just needs to be really massaged and worked work through. And I think what that particular, the last point I make about that particular citation is the frustration that that person was experiencing by coming to the project program with that particular question, realising that it's, and being, you know, work that's too big, you can't do it, let, to it crudely, let's work with it. And their frustration, given their level of commitment to that particular question, to not being happy with a second level question. And again, one of the skills of facilitator in that is to actually be able to negotiate that through so that even if the participant finally still is less than satisfied with what they're actually doing in the professional development program, they can see it as a useful outcome for that particular activity and a step towards maybe looking at, at the larger the larger picture. Yeah, I can identify with that myself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe just one other thing to tag on to that and uh, this is something that to do with uh, writing the knowledge summaries and and trying to find the evidence for a particular question and we, we all know there's not a lot of evidence out there but when you try to write a knowledge summary and it turns out there are um, you know four papers from 1970 based on lab dogs that <laughs> then you know it, it's it's annoying and and frustrating and i do want to put it out there that we may want to think about broadening our definition of a knowledge summary to to include some human or, or other species information because right now it's, it's dogs or it's cats or cattle or what. Um, but were we able to pull in more literature from other species, I think we would get some more uh, evidence that we could use. That's a really interesting topic to pick up over lunch, I think. Um, I'd like to say thank you to Ava and Ian. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I'd just like to say thank you to all my Vets Now colleagues who are here and participating in the project and supporting it.